You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And, well, Matt, the uh, first Wednesday practice is in the books post by. Okay. I heard from uh, Kenny Pickett today. Heard from a lot of guys today. Uh, Pick- I've heard none of that, so I'm interested to hear. Pickett said that uh, you know, look, they're they're energized here. They they were very critical of uh, the offense and, and its performance in the first half of the season, as they should have been. Good. Um, and he said they they feel like they've. You, you said you, you sit down, you take a look at the plays because they have all the plays. Or you know, they're all basically now with everything. You know, back in the old days, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, you probably would have had to map that stuff out by hand. Oh, yeah. Now it's just all there. All yeah. the information is there. What plays worked, what plays didn't work. So what can they now throw out of the playbook? Yeah. What can they take it? Okay, these plays work. Now we can take use these plays and add to them and, and things like that. So it feels like they're in a better place right now. So the last time I was with a team was over 20 years ago. That was Ben's rookie year. And frankly, I didn't get involved with any of that stuff. But my pit years, in the GA room, we had a defensive GA, an offensive GA, and me, I was the recruiting guy. You know, I watched tape. I didn't do the same things, coaching stuff they did. Those four guys, I mean, the second we either landed on our flight or as soon as you could get out of what was then Heinz Field and rush back to the the facility – they had to put all that information in by hand, you know, like in this huge spreadsheet. They're typing it in, typing it in, blah, 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 making sure they don't screw up, double-checking, like four games of the opponent as well. And now I'm almost certain every team – they just want to fill people in on this. You know, we'll talk Steelers-specific. I think they just download it from a service. I think it's like yeah. Sports Information Solutions or whatever. They do the work for you, boom, it's in there, sort, anything you want. Probably has like success rate in there, all that kind of stuff, however you want to sort it, anything you want. Third and long, some shotgun with two backs, you know, whatever you want. And it's easy to filter what's working and what isn't, but you also need a sample size to do it. You know, like, yeah, I'm two sure games it, is not enough. Yeah, I'm well, sure we, we talked are, about well, why that. Why did they get it out a month ago? Yeah. <laughs> you know? We talked about that when they, when when you talked about, well, why didn't they use play action the front much the first couple weeks of the season? Mm-hmm. Well, one of those games, it was the entire second half against the, the San Francisco 49ers where play action was going to be worthless to you. Yeah. Because the 49ers knew you weren't going to try to run the football in that situation Mm -hmm. down three scores. And, hey, I love trends and I love tendencies and all that stuff as much as I can find. But, like, that game in particular, if if you're criticizing the Steeler offense, you could be like, well, every time they're in shotgun, they throw. Well, the whole second half they were in shotgun. (laughs) They were throwing. They 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 threw the ball 50 times in that game. It wasn't a competitive, (laughs) neutral script. You know, like – a lot of the smart people go, well, what are they doing in a neutral script? Right. You know, if right. you're losing by 10 with one minute left, you're probably not running a lot of power. And know? that's the thing, you know, what do you do when you're either up by one score or down by one mm-hmm. score? And I don't care what 
time of the game it is. What do you right. what do you do when you you can do what you want to do? Right, right, right. When you really have a true choice. Yeah, you know, I mean that because when you're down two scores in, the, in late in the third quarter, everything's you, out the window. Everything goes out the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And frankly, or if you're up by two scores, you're just going to run the football. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, again that that game against the Raiders, they were having a lot of offensive success. But they were up three scores basically mm-hmm. in the, in the fourth quarter. They weren't going to come out and keep throwing the football, right? You know, like the Rams are a perfect example. Like this past week against Arizona, they threw all over them, mostly to Cooper Cup. Take a nice lead into halftime, walk out, get Sit the on opening it. kickoff, yeah. eight runs in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like is that yeah. a tendency? I guess, but I mean, if they were losing, they wouldn't have ran the ball yeah. many times in a row. Sean McVay, all he wants to do is run the football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that had been a pick six to cup instead of a touchdown or whatever, they probably aren't run the ball. It, it was very much ball. like the script that the Steelers had when Ben Roethlisberger was a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. You threw early to run late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in contrary to popular belief, the Niners, the Eagles, these teams that have been real successful and you know end up with big leads do the same, and then they sit on you. You know, it's kind of surprised. I, I it just reminded me of a stat I saw over the weekend when I was watching the Ravens uh, Titans game. That Baltimore has blown more fourth quarter leads than any team in the yeah. league. That's all you do is run the ball. How can you? How can you believe? Like at the I'm same brought that up I've been at, meaning this. at the same time, that I, it made me think about. It. I'm like, well, it's because they don't. They blow out some teams, mm-hmm. but because of the way that they play, the style that they play, it also allows teams to hang around, as they found out against the Steelers. Yeah, and I, I saw that two ways. First of all. Kudos. You take a lot of halftime a lot leads. Of, a lot of halftime they're, leads. They're as good as anybody over the Harbaugh era at getting up early, and in the day, they'd run it down your throat with whoever, and yeah. it was over. Very few teams came from behind. Well, now there's a huge chink in the armor that they're allowing the opposite to happen. Yeah. They were one for six in the red zone in that game, by the way. I looked that up today. Mm, one yeah. for six. Well, yeah. I mean, Tucker <laughs> had six field goals with their only, yeah. only points. And only one of them was, like— Beyond 30 yards. Really? They were all, like, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, red zone offense is dying quickly in the league, and they're one of the best examples. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. You know, is why are the why are the Ravens squandering leads? They did the Steelers. I mean, they've been doing it left and right. That's one of the interesting things to me when I when I look at the division right now. It's the only division in football where all four teams are above five, at 500 or better, mm-hmm. but all the teams have – Issues. No, they all have issues. Like that, I don't that think Bengals O line's an issue. Nobody's going to run away with this division. I don't think so. I don't like, think anyone's no, going to fall off. Nobody's getting to, to twelve or thirteen wins. I don't mm-hmm. believe. Like the winner of the AFC North wins ten or eleven games. So like, obviously, catastrophic things could happen injury wise to any team. But just focusing on the division, the Browns have played quite a few snaps, quite a few quarters, quite a few games without their starting quarterback and maybe the best running back in the league. The Bengals started the season with their most important <laughs> player as a shell of himself. Yeah, you know? hobbled. Uh, Baltimore <laughs> hasn't had to deal with that, but up until about the Steeler game, they were about the most injured team in the league. And frankly, not to be rough on Kenny Pickett, but if they were to lose Pickett, the season wouldn't be over for the Steelers. I mean, they'd yeah. still play the different, the same script. And I mean, they, they and, lost two very important pieces, and but they've had their share too. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, namely came if, Hayward. If and you John. were picking two of the top five most valuable Steelers, right? I think Watts one, and then Cam might be two. Cam might be two, and Johnson's in the top five somewhere. Yeah, Minka's not far off. Yeah, I mean, obviously Pickett's important because the position he plays too, and you know, but yeah, they're definitely two of the top five. 
Yeah, so you you survived that. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the division is running away with anything. You've got two division wins over those two teams, two of those teams. Yeah. Like, this is not a bad I, – I, I don't understand the angst that Steeler fans are having right now. I looked this up today. The top-scoring team in the AFC North is the Ravens. They're, yeah, averaging, they're averaging 22 points a game. Not the, yeah, 22 points a game. Wow. And that's that would win – most of your division games or most of your games, considering how what average scores. That's are. what the AFC like. If you look at all the scores <clears throat> from the AFC North games last weekend, yeah, they were all played in that range. All played in that range because yeah, right. these teams know how to force opponents mm-hmm. to play their style of football. I also think myself, us, might have sold the Ravens' defense short. I think there's four pretty darn good defenses in the in the division too. You know, I mean. They're doing it a lot with scheme, but their defense is not the liability I expected it to be. So I think that's part of it, too. I think part of it, too, is that they slow the game down. They do. And they force you, again, they force you to play the way they want yes. to play. Well, and they're, they are good at that, but they're not finishing teams, which would make me crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, if they had their bye right now, that's what they should be self-scouting, is why are we losing in the ninth inning? I mean, yeah. as, as much as they controlled the game against the Titans last week, it should have been over at halftime. It should again. You had six red zone trips, right? <laughs> six. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think we've said this this week. Red zone touchdown percentage is the lowest it's been in the Super Bowl year this year. I mean, like this is a common problem, but it keeps teams around that shouldn't. I mean, Titans yeah, had no chance. Absolutely, no business being in that game. They're, yeah, they're, they have they, one long run all day. They got a chance to throw into the end zone to cut it to one score, or maybe get a, an onside kick, and it's like. How's, How's this happening? Oh, they, it's not because Brable's <laughs> such a great coach, or you know, I mean, I'm sure it's something to do with it. The team didn't quit, but you got to score points when you can, and no one in the league is right now. Yeah, it's 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 kind of shocking. And I, I look at that Bengals team. And, you know, we we're talking here two weeks ago. Well, it looks like maybe Joe Burrow's healthy again, mm-hmm. and they go out and they score 17 points at home against Seattle, yeah. and they can't run the ball at all. Like even if he's healthy, Higgins isn't. And right, it's a one man show, and Boyd Boyd's a shell of himself. He's just a, yeah. yeah, I mean he's a he's honestly, a jag. He's kind of an Allen Robinson at this stage of his yeah. career, catch yeah. and fall down. You know, I mean, and yeah, frankly, their O line though isn't getting better. Like, okay, we knew eventually Burrow's calf's going to heal or right. he's going to get better. The O line's not getting better, and Mixon creates no yards on his own. They create very little space for him to run, and the protection's bad. Yeah, but the defense looks good. Burrow looks good. Chase looks good. That might be enough. Yeah, Cleveland's defense looks great. Sure. Um, I don't know how sustainable it is when they start dealing with injuries because mm-hmm. I don't think they have any depth. I don't think they're particularly deep. No. Um, and offensively, they're big contracts. I don't know what I don't know what their offense is. I mean, if you're going to count on on Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. um, well, you know the foundation's gone for the yeah. year. I mean, Chubb's a great. You're not going to run the. You're not going to run the ball consistently mm-hmm. like that. Um, strangely, I don't know. Strangely, they don't have a second option that they're happy with outside of Mari Cooper. Like, yeah. I drafted Elijah Moore in all my fantasy leagues. Cut him. He's worthless. Yeah. Najoku's worthless. here and there, basically <laughs> worthless. The backs aren't great receivers. You know, everyone else is just fourth receiver types. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if they have the space, but in a perfect world, they would go trade for somebody at the deadline. I'm sure they can't afford it. I mean, Kareem, Kareem Hunt is now getting serious snaps for them. Yeah, he was on the couch three weeks ago. Yeah, the yeah. couch three weeks ago, exactly. I mean, it's so, it's they don't have an offensive identity at the moment. I mean, that's their big problem. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so it's not all that different from the Steelers right now in terms no. of what what Cleveland is and what the Steelers are, and really, kind of what Cincinnati is right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I agree. I mean, because I think the O-line could be a fatal flaw that makes you a nine-win team. Yeah. You know, it could be. So it's all there for them if, if they if they put get their, their act together, much like they did last year. If mm-hmm. you, I mean, the last two seasons post-bye, I think Mike Tomlin's like 14-5. and five. Oh, it's great. They were seven and two last year. Yeah, and yeah, and his first career, it's incredibly good. Yeah, and the the game, you know, you told me this. I mean, the game after the bye, he's on a six game. They've won six in a row. Their last six. Yeah, I think he's twelve and two or fourteen and two for his career. I think he's twelve and four. Twelve and four post bye for his career. First career. And as I mentioned earlier in the week, it's uh, I mean sixty. What did I say? Sixty three twenty eight and one. That's what it is. The yeah, last yeah. ten years. Pulled up, and you nailed it. Yeah. Sixty three twenty eight and one. All games. All games post post by the last the last decade. This last isn't decade. a small sample size. Yep. This is the last decade, and that includes the uh, you know the season that they started eleven and zero, and then lost three of their last five. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not all roses. Right. I mean, there's times you get hit hard. Or four of their last five, I should say. You know. Yeah. Or even week eighteen doesn't matter, and you rest people, or you know that, yeah. those stuff. Kind those of those things happen too, yeah. and so they've been a pretty good team post by. Uh, so obviously Tomlin, and I, I didn't include the, like his first five years in that because I think he's still learning how to be a head coach, mm-hmm. and it still wasn't bad at that point. No, but right, I, right, I picked right. the last decade because a it's a decade, it's yeah, a it's nice a ten years, it's a nice stretch, ten year right. stretch, but it's also. You know, his after he had spent those first five years basically learning how to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. What do you do after that now? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big proponent of don't bet on rookie head coaches. I mean, like if if you're lucky enough or skilled enough to stay a head coach for three, four years, then you get it. Yeah. You know, you're kind of over that first hurdle where a lot of guys never get that opportunity or never earned that opportunity. That's the beauty of those guys, the Harbaugh's, the Paytons. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've been through that. Hurdle, you know? Like a lot of, the, for example, a lot of the things that Tomlin said early in his career, I guarantee that Tomlin now probably wouldn't say things of like, course. we're going to unleash hell in, in December. That still right. gets brought up. It was, brought up. it was in 2009, folks. Right, right, right. We're going to run the wheels off of Willie Parker. That was in 2007. <laughs> like these are, this is yeah. ancient, ancient history. Yeah. And it still gets brought up. Yeah. I mean, like I'd get pretty tired if people were like, remember in ESPN 15 <laughs> years ago on that Thursday, you said this guy can't play anymore. I'm like, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're I mean, wrong a lot. Yeah, you know? wrong a lot. We're trying to predict the future. Yes, <laughs> it is I what it wrong. is. We get, we, we talk a lot. We, we get asked a lot of questions. We, we, we banter back and forth. We're wrong a lot. We're right a lot too. Yeah. I mean, you know? hours of content fall out of my face every day. <laughs> Some things are not going to, when I look back a year from now, I'm not going to be happy I predicted it or analyzed it that way. But it's you learn things over the course of, over the course of thing, you know, the, of doing something over and over and over again that you get better at it. You get better at it. You know, so side note, but this has been dawning on me because of Steeler bye week. Bye weeks are good. Bye yeah. weeks are good for your soul, your health. I think it's also good for, Getting scoring back up, you know, get back the speed, cut some things out of the playbook. And I've been thinking this for almost a decade, and I'm just not smart enough to figure it out. I wish every team had two. They did that one year, and man, that, ugh, never, I hated it. I mean, I can see it being really messy, but my intention, I also hate Thursdays on a short week. If you ne- if you could always set it up that no one ever has a short, the, you know, a road game on a short week, and you space out two buys. Someone smarter than me should be able to figure that out. I they're already, the but they're world. already playing the Super Bowl. I know you might have to cut out a preseason. Game basically, it, in right. February, and it's not, not basically. It is in February. It is in February. Um, I don't know that you can stretch it out anymore. 
uh, and add another week to the season. It's just I'm mm. just saying, if it wasn't, I'm sure money's. The or if you were going to do that, add another two weeks to the season because you'd probably go to 18 games and yeah. And now you're you're now you're playing football into mid February. Have like one preseason game. Yeah, I I, I, I don't want to play that late. Like uh, I don't want the NFC Championship game in Green Bay to be negative 30 <laughs> every year. You know, like it wouldn't be that, especially great here either. Or in many places. Yeah, a lot of places. So, yeah. I mean, that, being even from Pittsburgh, that bothers me because I don't think the best team goes to the Super Bowl in that instance as much as they should. It's just yeah. kind of first one to six win. <laughs> <laughs> I had this great quarterback, and the, the ball's a rock, and I can't throw it. But I, I don't know. I, in the perfect world, if I was king of the world, I would have two bye weeks, and I would have a true minor league system, and then I would consider dealing with world hunger and things of that nature. Bourbon for everybody. Bourbon for everyone. That'd probably go ahead of world hunger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, l- looking at the, uh, at, at this uh, game this week, I, I, I just, I think that, um, it's not a bad time to get a, one of your, you're, you're coming off of a bye week, mm-hmm. getting one of these long road trips out of the way, yeah, coming off a bye much, right. like that. Uh, like if, if you were, if you if the game was in Cleveland this week and it's just a bus trip mm-hmm. up and back, I'm like, eh, it's kind of wasting it. You'd rather have it, that in the dog yeah. days. Yeah. In this situation, you're coming off a bye week. Everybody's nice and rested. Now you're going to get on a plane. You're not rushing to get on the plane mm-hmm. after. No, you had your time. You, you can take care of the uh, business out there. So you can attest this much more than me. And I always hesitate to bring it up on the air, but just going down to the facility every week, and by no means, folks, am I excusing what they did in Houston, but I think the travel the week before had something to do with that. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I mean? I, it just wears on your body. Sitting next to you every day here, and it's like Thursday or Friday, and you're still a zombie after me <laughs> the night before. I'm like, even if the players lose one one-hundredth of their oomph, you're going to lose in this yeah. league. That's just what the league is. I mean, that's not an excuse. They got whipped by a, a Texans team that was better than them, you know, but those kind of things matter. Yeah. And you wonder how much of it was, were they better than them that day because of the situation? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I yeah. mean, it if you're bad timing. a half a step slow, are, you're yeah. a half step slow. A half step slow. Right. And I'm sure coaches, you know, a Tomlin or a Belichick would look back at a season and be like, man, that week three, four stretch was really hard on us for. Yeah. 10,000 reasons. You know, we all had food poisoning. We all had the flu. It was really the travel. It was like, I can't believe we got a win during that month. That's the beauty of the NFL season because, you know, it is – you only play one a week Mm -hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Um, And – it's so scrutinized. It's just, but you're playing week after week. It's not like the college football season where, okay, we got these first three games. Now we're off a week. Then we got two more. Then we're off another week. And then we're, you know, because you're only playing, yeah. you know, those those 12 games are over a, you know, a three, three and a half month period. In the first two games are against Alabama State. Yeah, layups. Southwest Missouri. There's no layup in the A&T NFL. Year. Right. And you're like, oh, we get the Niners in week one. Okay, let's yeah. go. You know, that's, everyone's dealing with the same thing. No one. No one's dealing with an equal slate, right? At all, but everyone. If it's over a ten-year stretch, it all adds up. You know what I mean? Like, it evens out. It yeah. all evens out. But no one is dealing with an even slate. Yeah, you uh, mentioned uh, the uh, the officiating thing, and I did look that up. And, mm, and so, yeah, I'm glad we're doing that. Um, we should do that every week. Yeah, I'm going to start adding it to, now to my uh, five oh, for Friday a, every week. Oh, okay. They got Craig Rollstrat's uh, crew this week. I don't know. Rollstat, I guess, is how you explain. It. I think you said it right there. Yeah, that is the their crew calls just nine point four penalties per game. They are the second least really? flag happy crew in the league. So I think this game should be okay. 
So I I'm, I'm, don't have an opinion on it yet. For how the Steelers are built, does it benefit them to have a flag happy team or no, a I would, not flag happy? I team? would much rather have a team that a crew out there that's not going to throw a bunch of penalties. I would, as a viewer, I would as a fan. Well, think about the Ravens game. Mm-hmm. There were only five penalties called in the entire game. Yeah. The Steelers come out and they and they win the game. I I, I just look at that. And I, I mean, to me, you're allowing the teams to 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 settle the game on the field. See, if I'm the best team in the league, the Niners, I want as few penalties as possible. Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That, like that evens the playing field to me, and it it, it certainly did in Cleveland. Yeah, last week. But I'm thinking, just thinking from the Steelers' perspective, they're very good in penalty differential this year. Yeah, like they they don't get many. They don't get many. Yeah. you know, and their opponents do. So if you goes for, against the whole narrative that Mike Tons teams oh, are so they are right. traditionally one of the least penalized teams. Yeah, yeah, and, and small things like Deontay and, Deontay and Pickens drew the most pass interference calls in the league last year. That's a ton of hidden yardage. You know, funny that you mentioned it. So here's the breakdown. <laughs> okay, uh, the the penalties called the top three penalties called by this crew, and this is through five five games that they've they've that they've uh, worked. Okay. They've called eight false starts. Can't help those. Everybody throws those are, those yeah, are what just, they are. Seven holding penalties, six defensive pass interference penalties. Those are the have top. Have they worked six games? Five. Okay, I don't know if they. I don't know if they get That's breaks their, or not. They do. They they stagger that. They have there's, a bye week. There's, too, there's, yeah, there's a bye week for the officials. So okay, a little those, overhold a game. Yeah, a little, which is under the number. The number mm-hmm. going into the Steelers bye week was about two point, about two and a quarter holding penalties per game on mm-hmm. average. Okay, and the defensive pass interference penalties. That's basically one and a half per game. Okay. Interesting, because, again, how the Steeler team is currently constructed, teams throw deep against the Steelers, you know, more so than most defenses. So if there's a lot of PIs, that might not benefit the Steelers' defensive backs because that's big yardage downfield. Holds to me, though, I think are really important for the Steelers because they have T.J. Watt. (laughs) You know, like he's going to get held more than Joe Average left defensive end. You know, if they're not calling it, it can neutralize one of your strengths. And Interestingly enough, and, you know. this offensive line, the Steelers' offensive line, has only been called for one holding penalty this year. Really? Okay. So they've they've done a pretty good job. They've they've had three holding penalties altogether. Two of them have come on special teams. Oh, okay. Interesting. So those don't count. Those don't count. Not against the Not offense. Not what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So it's a different type of hold, too. Yeah. So I don't expect a flag fest this weekend. Good. Okay. I think it's better to view, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's certain, it's a problem certain right now, crews right? you don't want to see rolling in. Yeah, I think they need a little talking to, too. <laughs> Got league, some explaining. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a rough watch. Absolutely. Anyways, we're going to get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And Matt, the uh, Steelers making a roster move today. Yeah, they sure did. Interesting one, too. Interesting one. I saw yes. your face light up when I mentioned that one. Yeah. Uh, Darius Rush signed off the practice squad of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they released uh, Desmond King, and uh, immediately people, uh, you know, why, why would they release Desmond King? I think they figured out over the first five weeks here that he wasn't going to be in their plans. I wanted to ask you about that side of things because I have some theories. Let me know if I'm right. Okay. I think here's 
their thoughts on King aside. First of all, I think they said, hmm, Russia's out there. I like you. Yeah. Somebody's got to go. Okay. I mean, well, somebody's we both love go. this kid yeah, in the draft. I mean, yeah. he's, he's big. He's fast. Yeah. Four three six in the 40. Had a 35-inch vertical. Like, I think that's part of it. He's, he's a lot different than King. He's 6'2", 198 pounds. Who else does he look like on this roster? Right. Long arms, <laughs> fluid, much more athletic. So, I think one of the biggest problems with their secondary is team speed. Yeah. You know, and King is not a burner. He was not, not a burner at his combine. Right. I mean, he was a good, solid, you know, tough football player that, had, that played outside a lot last year, but really is a slot. And I think, and I agree, and that's what's, again, it's my theory, that an edge corner is more important to them now than yeah. a slot guy. Because yeah. if I get edge corners, maybe Pat Pete goes to the slot, you know. Yeah. And th- you know what I'm saying? Like, There's if a trickle-down effect. Yes. If I can solve the edge situation, then my other guy doesn't have to do what I'm asking him to do that he isn't as equipped to do anymore, you know. And I'm not saying Rush is going to come in and be Mel Blunt, but he's different than King. He gets to replace – so they, they sign King mm-hmm. after his release because Corey Trice got hurt. So essentially what you're doing here now is replacing Corey Trice with Darius Rush this year. Now you get to put Rush on scholarship here. Maybe he helps you at some point. Yeah, and say maybe he doesn't even see the field. Who knows? But you got him on the roster now. They didn't sign him to their practice squad. They signed him to their active roster. Yeah. like So we have a lot of longtime listeners. They don't have to be that long to remember our draft coverage. You know, we did a lot of corner stuff. There's a really good corner draft. We talked about Rush a lot, and I'm certainly up for talking about him more. But when they made the signing, I'm like, well, I got to go check the beast, see what Dane had to say. What do I, what isn't fresh on my mind about it? And it was funny. I didn't even look where he had Porter ranked, but he was probably fourth or fifth or something like that. He was corner ranked. Rush was eighth and Trice was 12th. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and that's what they put on tape. Right. He had a second or third round grade on Rush. What I don't understand, though, and maybe there's more to the story because, hey, I don't want to get too excited because now this is his third team in six months or whatever. Maybe there's something I'm missing here. And he went a little later in the draft than all of us expected. I mean, he did not go on day two. Why wouldn't the Colts keep him? That's what I don't get. I I don't understand that either. Um, And I'm just I'm reading a system fit. I just don't know. I I think it may have been that because he is a long press corner. And one of the knocks on him, and this is true with his South Carolina tape, he's not a great tackler. You know, he, yeah. he, you know, in the Beast, it'll tell you all his high school information. He played a lot of sports. He was a wide receiver, turned corner. He's not a corner glass eater by nature, you know. So maybe as much zone as they play, they want tacklers. So Chris Ballard was asked about, you know, why they cut him. Because he was a fifth-round pick. Not, yeah. A fifth-round pick isn't guaranteed to make sure. your roster. But they do more often than not. They do more often than not. Yeah. And then the Chiefs immediately grabbed Scooped him. Scooped him right, up, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, he said, uh, Chris Ballard was asked why they released uh, Dar- uh, Darius Rush. And he said, that's a good question. That was hard. He said, Jalen Jones was the reason. Okay. I don't know enough about him, but fair enough. I mean, he's – we've all – anyone that's been – following us at camp or involved with roster cuts. It often comes down to Vanilla or Strawberry. Yeah. Well, as he or, says you know. here, he continues on. He said, we would have had to have kept seven corners, mm. so it would have been tough. It would have been tough because Kenny Moore, we think, had a great camp. Tony Brown, they like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did draft Brents in the second round. He definitely was making the team. He was definitely making the team. You have Daryl Fl- uh, Baker. We have Dallas Flowers, all those guys. Then you have a Juju Brents. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay. It would have been a situation much again, much like Corey Trice this year. 
If the Steelers, if Corey Trice doesn't get hurt, you may not make the team. It would come down to Corey. Yeah. It would come down to Corey Trice, or probably, um, you know, one of the other corners that they kept. Do they, you know, do they keep uh, James Pierre in that situation? Sure. Maybe Trice has no special teams, and that's what you don't know. Yeah. I'm betting Rush has no special teams. But not going to help you on teams, and so you know you're basically He's giving done a little, but I don't think yeah, that's his bad. You're basically saying, okay, we have we have these seven cornerbacks, but this one's never going to be. He's not going to be active for us all year long. Mm-hmm. We could probably use that spot on somebody else. We'll try to we'll release him, try to get him back on our practice squad. And he said, no, I'm I'm going to go to Kansas. I'd rather City. go to Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Is then you risk? It's not like we'll just put him on the practice squad. Yeah, you people don't, don't know. You have to clear now he's a free agent. He's a free agent for everybody to sign. And Kansas City's yeah. pretty attractive landing spot. Maybe I can go win a Super Bowl there. Yeah, you know, maybe he just chose them over Indy. Then he goes there. Their cornerbacks are actually playing pretty well, so there's no opening for him there. And he, the right. Steelers come calling and say, hey, we got a spot in our active roster. Well, okay. then he doesn't have a choice on that. Yeah. He gets gets stolen, right? Absolutely. So he has to be on the team for three weeks, three four weeks. weeks. Okay, yeah. okay. And they're yeah. probably going to keep him on the team for the whole time. I would think. I mean, even if he only comes to camp next year with Porter and Trice, you just need two of them to hit. This is, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is realistically, and I know he was taken in the fifth round. Trice mm-hmm. was taken in the seventh round. Yeah, it was also a really deep corner draft. It was a hugely deep cornerback class. Sizable you're getting, guys. You're getting a, basically another bite at the apple mm-hmm. off of this corner, this great cornerback class. I mean, frankly, with our draft coverage leading up to the draft, if I told you they're going to end up with Porter and Trice, it'd been like. Wow, they must be short everywhere else. That was a day one and two pick. Yeah. You know, if I told you and rush, you'd have been like, did they draft nothing else? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you take Porter at seventeen? Is that where the original spot was? Yeah. And then two second day corners. Right. And and I understand there's red flags and medicals and characters that can draw people, and maybe that's part of it, but. I'll take those three talents into camp next year, if not sooner. You get a chance to get yeah. them in your system. You get a chance yeah. to work with them. And there's similarities between the three of them. And they're all long, tall, mm-hmm. you know, rangy cornerbacks. And who they can, can run. run. Yeah. I mean, it really helps your speed. I mean, that's been a big problem with Peterson and Wallace to me is Wallace is a former walk-on that doesn't run a 4-3, and Peterson's 32 years old or whatever. And people you know? may say, well, why would you cut Desmond King? Well, Desmond King had played one defensive snap for you. Mm-hmm. Desmond King had basically been your backup return guy. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was his job thus far. If he, you have to look at it this way, if I'm not gonna if this guy's not gonna play, I'd rather have the young guy who I can develop yeah. as opposed to the thirty guy thirty year old guy who mm-hmm. I know what he is at this point and he's probably declining. And my hunch is they weren't comfortable with him being an outside corner. Yeah. You know, or I think he would have played at least been experimented with there. And I can understand that he is kind of a boxy build, four six forty guy. Yeah, he maybe he is a power slot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you'd rather Peterson do that. You'd rather Sullivan do that. Yeah, I think the the, the Peterson thing is interesting. I know all the people out there. Uh, you know, when Terrell Austin said last week, "Well, Joey Porter's not going to start. Mm-hmm. He's not ready to start yet." That doesn't mean he's not going to play. Like he's playing a lot of nickel and dime right now. Mm-hmm. He's playing all nickel and dime right now. Yeah, he's going to be on the field when they're in their nickel and their dime, and they're going to be in their nickel and dime this week. They're going to be in their nickel and dime every constantly, snap. Every, every snap, every snap except for goal line. Yeah, I mean that's what the Rams do. I mean they they do not put second second tight end on the field. They do not play with a second running back. I mean it is always eleven more than any team in the league, any personnel grouping. This is number one highest percentage. He's probably going to play a lot next week against Jacksonville. 
Probably. They're similar. I mean, they have, a, they have a fullback and then yeah. there's extra tight ends. But, yeah, I mean, they still have three good receivers. Yeah, and they're going to play with them a lot on the field. Mm-hmm. Now, against Tennessee, maybe not so much. Probably not. But So, so I, I think you're picking your spots with Joey Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. And you're not saying, okay, J- hey, Joey, we want you to learn, you know, you got you got to be out there. And we want you tackling Derrick Henry consistently. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth because when the Baltimore game ended and we did a drive by week, I said – Jones and Porter would be starters for me. They'd be every to down me. The players. nickel corner is a starter. In this when week, they announced it will the de- be, when they announced the defense before games mm-hmm. at Heinz or at Acrisure Stadium, um, when they announced the defensive starters, they always announce who the nickel corner is because that's what the he whole plays does, more right? than a nose tackle. No, oh, he plays question. more than you know any uh, the, your your nickel corner is on the field more than than Larry Okunjobi. Yes, absolutely. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to figure it out here because they're the Steelers have some strong. Here you go. Only one defense played a higher percentage with four defensive backs on the field than the Steelers this year. So they're 31st in nickel. They played like the 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 slow the low the lowest amount of nickel, but it's still 38. percent Yeah, and so much of that is because they played the Ravens, the Niners. Houston had a fullback on the field a ton. That's not because they don't like nickel. I mean, yeah. they would. Still... I think they would much rather play. I think if they had their their druthers, mm-hmm. their nickel would be their base defense. And they play a ton of dime. Yeah. I mean, some teams just prefer six versus five defensive backs. That yeah. doesn't mean they're running out there with only two corners. Though. You sometimes right. do four. So they are very high in base this year, low in nickel, but they're almost equal still. That will compared to the rest of the league. That will equal right. out by the end of the season. They'll be right, right around where they typically are. Yeah, yeah. because it's opponent based. Yeah, I looked this up over. The I bet bye. they play a lot of dime this week. You know how many fullbacks are actually in the league right now? I bet twelve. It's thirteen. Okay, good, good guess by you. I knew. I figured it'd be under fifty percent. There's some others that are on Nobody practice squads yeah. and things of that nature, but yeah, that's it. That's it. So, and you've seen a couple of them already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a, that's one of the beauties. I've seen of it. more than a couple actually. You've seen San Francisco, Houston, San Fran, Baltimore. Cleveland have one? Uh, definitely the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders, are, so that's a New England thing. Yeah. All four, four of the five teams that you've seen thus far play with a fullback. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think the Browns do. I don't think they do either. They play a lot of extra tight ends. Yeah, now they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they play extra they tight do. ends. Yeah. I mean, so you ask this, some of those tight like Cam Hayward, or Connor Hayward, is, is counted as a, a not as a fullback, but as a tight end because mm-hmm. he has a TE next to him. He does some fullback type stuff, Yeah, but he's not a traditional fullback. No, no, no. I mean, he doesn't. You're not going to use him as a lead blocker 25 times. Tim Lester. He's, this, yeah, this Dan isn't Kreider. Dan Kreider yeah, leading yeah. Uh, Jerome Bettis through the hole. No, no, that <laughs> would not be his bag. I mean, really, even Watt wasn't that way. Yeah. I mean, he was a little a little more more so than Kayward. That's just not today's game. There's and very few of those. You you know, the Steelers have gotten through. Two, the two teams that you do do that mm-hmm. are the, the 49ers and the Ravens. Yeah. And you've got, you only play the Ravens one more time. Yeah, in terms of just snap percentage, I'm sure definitely over the last couple of years, I can't, you know, the Monken offense, I can't speak to exactly, but certainly over the last three years, the fullbacks that have seen the most action are Uzcheck and Ricard. Yeah, by far. And it's no coincidence Uzcheck used to be in Baltimore. He used to be in Baltimore. They didn't, weren't going to pay him, and <laughs> San Fran made him the highest paid fullback ever. Instead, they're paying Ricard what they could have been right. paying. But he doesn't fit the new system as much, but he's really good at what he did, yeah. what he does. So it's it's just interesting. I mean, again, this five games, well, I can't believe it. The Porter will be a starter this he's, week. He's a starter. Yeah. He's a starter. We can see going forward how that all They may not out. call him a starter. They right. may not, in the, uh, if you look at their 3-4 their depth chart, he might not be listed among the starters mm-hmm. there, but he's a starter. Mm-hmm. 
to what what's interesting to me then is if he is on the field as expected, ninety plus percentage of the snaps, will they all be at left corner? I think that's where he's been trained probably, the yeah. most. That's I think been, that's, that's probably he where he was. But then my next question is, then what's Peterson doing? That's what's fun to me. Yeah. You know, okay, so now is he going to be more effective, you know, for a whole game not being the left corner? Yeah. I, I think that's intriguing. I think you save some of that, too. You spring it on some certain teams mm-hmm. when you, okay, we, we're we ready to, to take that next step. But you needed Porter to be ready to, to, to fill sure, that in. Sure. It's easy to make draft day plans, and then implementing them by week one doesn't always happen. Yeah. You know, the trust factor of it all. Maybe Peterson's always on cup side of the ball. Yeah, there's, uh, all, there's all kinds of things you can do. Doesn't mean he's manning him up and alone, but right. maybe he's always on cup side. Just let him watch the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Keep the eyes on the quarterback. That's and when they dra- when they brought him in. Um, you know, that was the one thing I, I talked to him about. It. You know, I talked to Brian McFadden about it. His cousin, I'm like he could be really effective if you just let him put his eyes on the quarterback. Be smart and experienced. Yeah, and, yeah read yeah, the exactly. quarterback. Yeah, setting him on an island outside the numbers time and time again is bound for failure. Yeah, and I think he'd tell you that if you're sitting. Here. Oh, he's, he has right. said that. He yeah, told us in minicamp. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Black and gold football lives here 24 seven. You're listening to SNR Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tangra Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. Uh, Matt, there's a game tomorrow night. Uh, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence officially questionable for that Thursday night game with that knee injury. I think he expects to play, but he's been wearing a yeah. knee brace. Um, I wouldn't expect him to run like he normally does. On the other side of that game... I mean, it's a short trip to New Orleans, yeah. and you know, test it out beforehand. But I bet he, I bet he goes. The Saints have ruled out starting offensive tackles Ryan Ramzik, James Hurst, and the back, top backup Landon Young. I don't know much about Landon Young, but I think Ramcheck is a stalwart. You know, if it wasn't for Lane Johnson, he might be like the best right tackle of this generation. Well, they both might be out this week. Yeah, <laughs> Hurst has been a really solid swing tackle that ends up playing a lot. And but I want to go with this is. Steeler fans might remember Trevor Penning, you know, a first-round pick that went right around their neighborhood, yeah. linked to the Steelers a lot, mocked to them, blah, blah, blah. He's been horrible. I mean, I, I thought this when watching him after the Senior Bowl. Like, I wonder, might his career path be like the Undertaker or Hulk Hogan? Because <laughs> all he wants to do is, like, fight. He wants to he, fight he, a lot. He doesn't yeah. have any technique at all. But they got problems, and Carr does not like pressure at all. No. I mean, it's get it out quick. Jacksonville's front's been playing well, too. Yeah, that'll be interesting for yeah. that one. Uh, we had a trade today. The Jets Ooh. have traded Miko Hardman to Kansas City. Back to Kansas Back City. Back to KC. Interesting. I don't have a list off the top of my head, but a lot of guys that got signed this year could get traded even after getting, like DeAndre Hopkins. You know, yeah. like they're rumored to be on the block. I mean, they know who he is. He's fast. He's undersized. He never really lived up to, oh, he's going to be the next Tyreek. Of course, he wasn't or yeah. close to it. But they, they're at least addressing 
a problem area on their team. They need more they speed need more. on the yeah. yeah. They need somebody they can rely on. Uh, Kareem Hunt and Greg Newsom not practicing on Wednesday for mm. the Browns. That's... Newsom's a bigger deal. Newsom's a Absolutely, good player. Yeah. 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 I don't know who their backup running backs are in Cleveland, but Newsom's a good player. How about this? The Patriots have 20 players listed as limited or not practicing on Wednesday. 20. How do they have a practice? Yeah, who who suits up? <laughs> I mean, I guess you use your practice squad for that stuff, but that's wow. not even enough. You got you're down I was to 40 starting guys, 11, basically. Yeah. Wow, and that could be a Belichick. And it's all your guys who who play. So well, I'm sure they're guys that yeah, not matter. practicing. Were were Trent Brown, starter. Hunter Henry, starter. Jonathan Jones, starter. Uh, offensive lineman Riley Reef. I think he's starting. He's starting. Now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, linebacker Josh Uche. He's been. Rumor to be on the trade block too, and defensive lineman Keon White. He he's actually been a good player. Yeah, so speaking of draft coverage, he was good. He's been good for them. Limited wow. were David Andrews, Christian Starter. Barmore, Starter, Cody Davis, defensive Nine, back. Yeah, I don't know, I think so. uh, wide receiver Demario Douglas, safety Kyle Duggar, Starter, defensive lineman Trey Flowers, plays a lot. Defensive lineman uh, Devon Gotchaw, plays a lot. Defensive back uh, Jack Jones, Starter. Offensive lineman Michael Onowenu, I can never big time starter. Yeah. I never, I always ignore his name. Uh, defensive back Jabril Peppers, starter. Wide receiver Juju Smith Schuster, <laughs> starter. Smith Schuster is listed with concussions. Oh no, not one, not singular. Can he you just two he at just, the same time. He just got off of one, came back and had another one. That's always bad. Oh no, that's always bad. I feel bad for him. I mean. He's a fun. I mean, I don't think he's a very particularly good player, but I don't want the poor guy to be concussed doubly. Uh, running back Ramondre Stevenson, guard Cole Strange, and cornerback Sean Wade. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm sure most of those dudes will play, but you didn't get a whole lot done on Thursday <laughs> or Wednesday, whatever you day want, this is. Yeah. You want to talk about upsetting your practice schedule? Yeah. Oh, the, I mean, this isn't. <laughs> this is the install day. Yeah, I say this isn't the Patriots from eight years ago too. That have veterans everywhere and like, ah, McGinnis will be fine. Vrabel will be I mean, okay. They, they Brady almost, will get they, it right. they almost had to have a walkthrough today. I would think. I mean, it, you can't practice with all those guys out. You may not even go to the field. You just stay in the <laughs> stay in the meeting rooms. That's unbelievable. I've never seen a list that big. That's insane. For a Wednesday, half your roster was limited or worse. Yeah, half of your active. Yeah, yeah. You can use the practice squad guys. That's half of your your. But how do you run a play? Active roster. I mean, the practice squad's great for being the dummies that are being the other team, <laughs> the practice squad. But how do you run your offense? And you know, I don't, I don't even. How think... many offensive linemen were on that list? It was like a million. all of them, all of them, right, right. <laughs> all your defensive backs, all your DBs, and yeah, I mean, by f- certainly your starting O line. I think four of them were on that list. It's nuts. A when who's strange. That guy reminds brief. me like Belichick used to game the system. He got fined at one yeah. point he for not putting guys hangnail and yeah, yeah for right. not putting guys on the injury report. So he said, okay. So he then started putting everybody on mm-hmm. the injury report if they had anything. Then he got in trouble. Then he got in trouble for doing that because yeah. he was being a smartass. Right, right, right. I don't think this is that anymore. <laughs> this is not that. This is we're the worst team in the league and we need everyone to practice as possibly can and they're not. They played the Raiders. The Raiders are not like they play somebody good this week too. They play the Bills. They play the Bills. I knew it was a division game. Like, if you're looking for a survivor pool pick this week, take the Bills. I looked at the lines for the first time. It's only like a seven or eight and a half. Well, that was probably before this news came out. Yeah, it should be like 15. (laughs) That's insane. They're really bad. You want to rethink that power ranking stuff? I mean, they're bottom three, right? Wow. Oh, they they already were. I thought that they were the worst Mm -hmm. team in the league. I I think they are. Chicago with badgeants. 
pretty well, hard. I, I mean, like how that, currently but... constructed. Carolina's horrible. The Giants might be. Carolina would beat them this I week. I think Carolina would beat them. I would say the same thing. I think the Giants are better than them. Yeah. How do they block Dexter Lawrence or, you know, I mean, Giants at least have a couple things no to add on. Yeah. Right. I mean, most of those guys would probably end up coming back to play this week. Right, right. But they're playing. But they didn't a, get better today. Yeah, they're, they're playing. <laughs> they're playing uh, at a severe disadvantage. Yeah, I mean they're banged up. That's a crazy injury report, though. Wow, I've never seen one like that. No, never yeah. seen one. Like What's that. the Steelers one look like today? Uh, they haven't officially re- released it yet. Cause because I know like Deontay doesn't have to be mentioned. McFarland yeah. doesn't have to be mentioned. That's the thing to remember okay. there. But maybe in the second hour will be out. They probably. If, don't panic if Deontay Johnson and Anthony McFarland by Friday aren't activated. There's no reason to. That's typically something that Mike Tomlin would do, like as soon as they get on the plane to go to uh, <laughs> to Los Angeles Saturday. You'll yeah. get so that's at 9 a.m. So expect that news if if it's that's going when to come the plane out. leaves at 9 a.m. They're leaving at 9 okay. a.m. Yeah, for a West Coast trip. Um, that would be when I would expect to hear that sometime around nine nine fifteen. Might not happen Friday. Huh? Yeah. Okay. You're not concerned about any of them, though, right? No, yeah, not particularly. I mean, it doesn't sound like some it. of the moves that they've made kind of tell you they're not concerned about. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't release Desmond King if because he's your backup kick returner. If right. You, if you don't think McFarland might be coming back, okay. I didn't think of the return aspect, yeah. but yeah, it's a good point. Things of that nature, mm-hmm. like yeah, it kind of tells me. That I mean, my inclination is Cam's the only one that really the of the the roster roster that is unavailable. And he's looking good. Good. I've, I've good. seen him around the facility a lot. What a difference that can make. Um, yeah, he's moving around well. It's just a matter of getting that medical okay. You want to make sure it's completely healed up because you don't want this to then to, mm-hmm. to him to come back early and tear something completely because I think they feel like they're in a pretty good spot. Yeah. I mean, hypothetical. You get this win, he comes back for Jacksonville at home. You might be sitting in a nice shot, nice spot. You know, could be could find yeah. yourself in a good spot. Anyways, we're going to get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We just went through some injury report stuff here. We'll take a look at the entire league here and who's in, who's out. With the Uh, bye weeks, it's crazy. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, But uh, we'll do that when we come back with the Fantasy Football Focus right after this. All lives here 24-7. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 